Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, coming to you live as we do every week from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. Well, there certainly is some big news to report on this week, but first, it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from, oh, oh dear, um, Kamutna, who writes to us all the way from Boralis, and they write, Dear Tosh Mafuni, first of all, I love the show. Well, thanks very much. I can't decide if my favorite regular feature is Brother Cadfile or <laughs> Velmix Vonderings. I want to extend an invitation to Trissa Tosselbrass. As I understand from your interview with her, she'd like a way to possibly join the Rustbolt Rebellion, but is worried about her safety in approaching them herself. I understand this concern and have an offer for her. I'm a warrior who has served the Alliance for several years, most recently stationed in Boralus. I find myself in need of a squire, having just seen my last one off to become one of King Anduin's personal guard. While I can't guarantee she'll see action with the rebel group immediately, I can provide her with some political distance and, more importantly, training with that large shiny sword she has. If she's interested, I'd ask her to meet me near the landing area on Mechagon. The flight master can point her in my direction. Sincerely, oh, good, uh, Kamalvna, Kamalvna of Ironforge. Well, Kamalvna, thanks for remembering what Velmek originally wanted to call the inside story. I'm sure he'll be thrilled. And hey, thanks for telling me how to pronounce your name. Just a tip to anyone who writes in. Maybe start off the letter with that? Well, Trissa, I certainly hope you're listening because being a squire sounds like a great opportunity. I looked up what that means and, wow, what could be better than owning a lot of property, living in a manor house, being kind to your tenants and servants? I'm not entirely sure why you'd need a sword for that, but still, I think you should definitely look into this. And, Kamalvna, thanks for writing. And now, on with the news. As I am sure most of our listeners know at this point, the current war between the Horde and the Alliance appears to be over. In a shocking confrontation at the gates of Orgrimmar between Horde warchief Sylvanas Windrunner and a delegation of combined Horde and Alliance leaders, High Lord Varrock Sourfang confronted the warchief in single combat, sadly losing his life. But in doing this, the honorable old soldier may have not only driven Warchief Windrunner to abandon her position as Horde leader, but created a new bond between the factions. The Half-Hill Report was fortunate to have our correspondent, Eamon Wetbranch, on the scene as these history-making events took place. Eamon is joining us today via Rizak's communication device to talk about what he witnessed. Hello, Eamon. Are you are you there? Can you hear us? Hello, hello, lad. Yes, yes, I can hear you. It's it's good to talk to you. Well, it's certainly great to talk to you, Eamon. It's been a very long time. So, 
Start from the beginning. What did you see, and what can you tell us about it? Well, Boyo, I've never experienced anything like this. It all started in Razor Hill, where the combined horde and alliance forces mustered to march on Orgrimmar. And it was an impressive sight, as squads, platoons, and company-sized gatherings of dwarves, orcs, humans, night elves, pandarans, goblins, gnomes, and drani gathered at the top of the canyon. All the leaders were there. King Anduin, Lady Jaina, General Greymane, Sourfang, Thrall, and Bane. It was humbling to be in their presence. Even the Windrunner sisters were there, Verisa and Alaria. That, that sounds incredible. It's hard to believe that after so many years of war, they found a way to unite, to face up to this controversial war chief. What were the feelings between the troops? I tell you, lad, it's not the easiest thing for opposing soldiers to suddenly find themselves thrown together. But we all knew what was at stake, so we found a way to set aside our differences and work together for the greater good. Even those clever gnomes and goblins teamed up to give us a tool to clear the canyon of the boulders and mines that the war chief's loyalist had filled it with to cut us off from the vanguard at the gate. That Gaslow, what a clever fella. So what happened once the canyon was cleared? Well, once they cleared it, we were able to join the van at the gates and began to deploy the forces to cut off the gates and protect Thunderbluff to our rear from air attack. We were ready to launch the assault. My unit was forward deployed just outside the gate, and we saw the leaders approach the gate. We weren't sure what was happening, except we could see the leaders talking amongst themselves. It was then that Sourfang stepped forward and called the Banshee Queen out for a single combat. It was shocking. We could hardly believe what we heard. I couldn't see the fight myself, but saw the blast of evil magic that brought Sourfang down. Then we could hear the Banshee Queen afterwards going mad and calling her own people nothing. Can you imagine? We also heard the shock of the horde units near us as she shouted this lunacy and took off into the sky, disappearing in a cloud of dark purple smoke. Oh my gosh, well, what did you think of all of this? Well, we just didn't know what to think. The word passed very quickly that Sourfang had fallen, and we were all stunned. The silence as Anduin and the other leaders lifted Sourfang's body onto their shoulders was only broken by the sound of the horde forces remaining in Orgrimmar, pounding their spears into the ground to honor the fallen overlord. I'll never forget that sound as we followed into Orgrimmar and later witnessed the memorial to Sourfang outside of Gromash Hold. Thrall and Anduin both made the most moving speeches I've ever heard. So, Eamon, given what you witnessed, do you think this is actually the end of the war between the Horde and the Alliance? Is there the possibility of lasting peace? Oh, I don't know, lad. I'm just a soldier. But I hope in my heart that it is. I want to come home and rejoin the Nessingwari Safari and report on the weather instead of reporting on the war. We hope the same thing here, old friend. And we'd love to start hearing weather reports from you again, too. Thanks, lad. Keep the home fires burning. We certainly will, Eamon, just as we have the whole time you've been gone. And we'll continue to do so until you and all the other troops come home. 
Turning to sports news, sadly the mighty Mooshans of Half Hill Agricultural College continue their losing streak this week, falling to the Bilgewater Buccaneers of the Bilgewater Vocational Institute in a disappointing away game. Favored going into the game, the Mushan struggling offense never got going, and the defense gave up several double and triple criticals in the early periods. Head coach Mo Drift Branch strongly denied that the lack of offense was due in part to the absence of freshman LG Wintail, who did not start the game again this week, but did get in a couple of plays late in the game. With this loss, the 0-4 Mushan's postseason hopes are all but gone, as the league-leading Fighting Fells of Orgrimmar Community College are undefeated so far this year. The Mooshans hope to gain some league respect next week in their homecoming matchup against the Gadgeteers of Nomaragon Tech. March on, Mooshans. March on. Hey, folks, your fall season hopes will still be high when you shop with the fine vendors at Half Hill Market. With fall entertaining season coming, now is the perfect time to get some new recipes from the Iron Paul Culinary Institute or pick up storage containers for the fall harvest at Half Hill Market. Open every day, all year round. A world of shopping, right here in our own backyard. Checking the Azeroth calendar, Brewfest is wrapping up, so we hope you had a chance to enjoy this fun annual event. And there are a lot more exciting events coming up this month. In just one week, the Great Nomaragon Run will take place, and we hope all of our listeners will support this important annual event. And in just under two weeks, Hallow's End, Azeroth's annual two-week commemoration of the Forsaken's liberation from the Lich King, will be underway. So if you like spooky mischief and candy, this is the celebration for you. It's time once again for our weekly feature, The Inside Story, with everyone's favorite Draenei food and lodging critic, Velmic. So, Velmic, what do you think of the news in Azeroth this week? Hey there, Tosh. Well, Taolin, Demesis, and I could hardly believe news. We laughed and cried and hugged each other and little Alice for happy. After so long with war between Horde and Alliance, it seems hard to believe. Of course, it was very sad news about Sourfang, but his sacrifice gave us all hope for peace. You know, I have to ask, as soldiers, what do Daolin and Demesis think of all of this? You know, they both tell me that of all peoples, soldiers are one who want peace most of all. War is hard on everyone, but it is soldiers who make greatest sacrifice for everyone. So. Daolin is very happy that when she can walk again, she will walk in a world of peace between Alliance and Horde. Of course, Demesis was on Argus, so she never fought the Horde. But now maybe she doesn't have to make choice. She did say that we cannot forget that Sylvanas is still out there and maybe other threats, so we must always be ready for war, even in time of peace. Well said, my friend. Very well said. So, on to this week's review. Where where did you go? Well, you know with news this week, the Mises and I thought we would be able to visit an inn in Orgrimmar. But you know what? Eh, not so much. I guess maybe that will take some time. So, instead we go to a place called Swamp of Sorrows. Well, that 
doesn't sound so cheerful. I know, right? But the missus learned into Rizak when he dropped by last week, and he tell her all about Goblin Resort Town of Bog Paddle, and she wanted to go. Wow, a resort town, huh? Well, that sounds great. Uh, to be honest, I am not sure what makes this town a resort. I mean, place is nice enough for Goblin Village, but honestly, it was raining whole time we were there and is surrounded by swamp. And from what we could tell, there were more bruisers to keep unruly visitors under control than there were unruly visitors. Interesting. Well, so how was the inn? Well, inn didn't have name, but is kept by Captain Keach. Tush, let me ask you, don't you think an innkeeper should at least wear shirt? Uh, yeah, usually. That's what I thought too. But the missus tell me, don't be such snob. Anyway, in itself is one room with many beds for sleeping, or <laughs> as we saw mostly sleeping it off, a round room and one big table in middle for eating. You know, place really needs windows or skylight or something because it was awfully dark and gloomy in there. But Geech did have okay selection of foods, mostly what you would expect in swamp. Lots of different kinds mushrooms and fish. I played it safe with striped yellowtail and melon juice. The Mises have the rock scale cod with side of red speckled mushrooms. And you know, I am thinking there was something odd about those mushrooms because the rest of time there, the Mises just kept talking about all the pretty colors and strange shapes in the air. Ah, <laughs> Velmec. Um, about those mushrooms. Tush, you don't have to explain to me about mushrooms. I am young for Draenei, but I am over 10,000 of your years old. So trust me, I know about these things. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? You're over 10,000 years old? Sure, how old did you think I was? <laughs> I, I don't know, I guess I never really thought about it. <laughs> wow, 10,000 years old, I mean... I'm only 70. I'm barely an adult. I feel like I should be more respectful to you. <laughs> You're plenty respectful. And I am young for Draenei too. And besides, we are friends. Anyway, can we get back to review? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, okay. All right. So, Inn was okay as far as Goblin Inns go. Rest of Bog Paddle is interesting place. Trade Baron Silversnap is head of place, and him and his gang of bruisers make sure place stays neutral, and town has most of usual services that most travelers would want. And what did Demesis think of the place? Well, while I was exploring town, Demesis hear music coming from building on east edge of town, so she went to see what was happening. <laughs> when she come back to me, she was chuckling to herself and tell me she find out what makes this resort town. I ask her what she mean and she tell me to follow her. So I follow and tush, what do you think was there? In building there was party going on with both horde and alliance peoples there and couple of female goblin uh, entertainers dancing. Well, that sounds like fun. Uh, the males who were watching certainly seemed to think it was fun. Oh, oh, 
Oh, I see. Right. That kind of dancing. And Demesis thought that was funny? Yeah, apparently she just likes good parties. And then she says something about economics and tell me don't be so judgy. Well, that sounds like good advice. So, what's the final word on the village of Bogpaddle and the inn there? So, Bogpaddle is definitely interesting place. Not the greatest location, and inn was okay for goblin place in middle of swamp. So, I give it two and a half crystals. Maybe not worth going out of your way to visit, but if you are in area, worth dropping by. Well, there you have it, folks. If you're traveling through the Swamp of Sorrows, or you really like continuous parties with entertainment, sounds like Bog Paddle is worth a visit. So, where to next week, my friend? Demesis hear about place in Kalimdor called Feathermoon in Feralis. She wants to see more of Kalimdor now that hopefully travel there is little easier and safer. We'll look forward to hearing about it. Until then, Dionysus Aka, sir, <laughs> Dionysus Aka, kiddo. See you next week. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. You know, here at the Lazy Turnip, give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it to make your dreams come true. Doing it your way, right here at the Lazy Turnip. Especially when you order up a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And be sure to tune in later this week for the hit new comedy program, Liang Zhan and Sung Ki. You're guaranteed to laugh at the antics and adventures of these two lovable Pandarans, both employees at the Storm Stout Brewery. See you next week, and remember, free Pandaria. The Half Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com. Com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at DragonPoweredStudio.com.